everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. As we continue talking about deconstruction, today we're going to be discussing what it looks like to deconstruct our concept of the church. I'm going to guess that if you are listening to this podcast, then you have had at least one negative experience with a church. At least one. Some of you have had multiple negative experiences with Christianity, a church, a Christian organization, etc. And here you are at this place where you're trying to figure out what's real, which of the stuff is even true, like how do I sort through all these things and come up with the real answer. Like, what does this even really look like? Well, as we continue our journey of deconstructing things, and let's just remind you again that this just means taking it apart, taking apart down to the very little individual pieces of something. And then for our purposes here in this podcast, we're going to be reconstructing, building it back together again in uh, uh, trying to find the true original like instructions and how do we make this look like it's supposed to look. Versus what it looks like after brokenness and mess and extra religious stuff added on. So we're going to talk about church today. This has been on my heart a lot as I've continued listening to the Mars Hill podcast by Christianity Today. And also just as I've had my own church experiences and just even look at the church in general right now across the board. Just, yeah, how do we deconstruct church? There is, just seems to be this epidemic of just really sad church experiences that I hear about all the time, all the time. And people who were like me and were in my cult back in the day, you do not know how many of them have left their cultic churches, joined another church, only to be burned again by similar things. And that's honestly some of my story. And so what do we do with this idea of church and if we're honest, we can just see brokenness like everywhere. The latest episode of the Mars Hill podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, kind of dealt with this. Um, Mike Cosper was really just talking towards the end of the show just about, you know, what do we want from a church? And maybe our expectations, our evangelical expectations are just off. And that's why these people who come and lead tend to be these narcissistic people because they're the only ones who feel like they can actually fulfill all of our expectations. So there's just a lot of thinking we need to do, and we really need to deconstruct what is church and how do we differentiate between the church and the church of Jesus Christ. Those of you guys who have left a church that was abusive or broken or whatever, only to discover yet more junk within the next church that you joined, guys, I feel your pain. Like, I feel that just disillusionment and discouragement and the cynicism that tries to kind of sneak in there. Like I, I feel that deeper than you even know. There's nothing more discouraging than feeling like you found a place that's great and healing. And this is going to be amazing. And you know, God's got this and all these great things Like God's doing amazing stuff only to realize like this place is broken too. Or these people are not who I expected them to be. And look, they're failing and they're Maybe they really are failing and have had to step down, or maybe it's just like you're just disappointed in how they're handling things. Like it's it's hard 
It's so hard. And so what do we do with this? How do we respond to this very real brokenness within our churches these days? And this is, this is nationwide. This is nationwide right now. It doesn't matter if you're here with me in Michigan or if you're in Georgia or Texas or California or Seattle or anywhere, you're going to have the same experience. And I think so much of it has to do with just what we've allowed the church to become. And so much of it is like that we've missed what the real church is. So it's hard not to get hardened and cynical experiencing pain and hurt over and over again. And at the same time, Jesus is so like just obsessed with his church. And so I think we just need to reevaluate how we define church, what that looks like, and then what do we do with this? So let's start by asking the question, what is church? And so often when you think of a church or, you know, the church down the street, whatever it is, it's this building. It's defined by a building. It's defined by a denomination. It's defined by the leadership. Well, it's so-and-so's church. Oh, I go to so-and-so's church. It's defined by a pastor or it's defined by programs. And we go to these buildings expecting to be given spiritual direction, encouragement, support, all that kind of stuff. And we look to see what kind of, you know, coffee bar they have, what kind of music they play. And honestly, (laughs) if we're really honest, we're going to say we're there to consume something from them. And if that particular building doesn't meet our desires for consumption, we will go somewhere else. That's pretty broken. That is pretty broken. But at the same time, it's that 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 desire for like being fed and being sustained and being encouraged that I think sets us up for these just disastrous scenarios that happen with these narcissistic leaders. Because any like regular person is going to say, I don't have what it takes to meet the needs of that many people. Like, I don't have what it takes to be a mega church pastor. But someone who's a narcissist is going to say, well, I do. Because I'm amazing and I have everything that I need to make that happen. Because look at me, I'm great. And it's like, it's, we're just setting ourselves up for disaster. I I look back at history <laughs> and the, her- the history of the church is messy, guys. And it's it's been really screwed up multiple times over the years and it usually surrounds like these giant power structures and um, leadership that kind of drifts off from scripture and from the historical creeds of the faith. And every time when there's power and there's a lack of biblical realness, if you want to say it, like that's when things just get really screwed up in the church. And yet because the church, as we'll talk about later, is the body of Jesus, he seems to sustain it and like revive it and move through these messy things to get us back on track over and over again. But if we look at the history, I kind of long for the days when there was these little country churches and that, you know, a pastor was just someone who was a humble servant who was there to serve his community. He wasn't there to become famous. He wasn't there to try to gain a huge following. People didn't expect him to be this, all this stuff. They just expected him to serve and love in the community and to be there to support them, to give them wisdom and just help. And it was more of a humble servant kind of thing. And maybe that never really happened. Maybe that's just like an imaginary thing that I have from watching shows or reading books. But I feel like it used to be more of a humble position of servanthood. And with our day and age, with our technology and just the way things explode online and um, just people are driving their cars farther distances, 
so often church becomes this identity thing around a certain person and it just becomes this big show. It becomes a production. It becomes, you know, a brand. And I just don't think that's healthy. Like, I just think that we have really messed it up a lot along those ways. So if church is not really just a building or a denomination, it's not programs and it's not some charismatic leader, what is church? And I think that that's really where we need to start our reconstruction of our idea of what church is, because church is supposed to be this worldwide community of believers who believe the same things. We believe that Jesus Christ was God and he came and he died for us and our paid the price for our sins. He rose again, and now we have new life in him. And at its very, very basic core, like those core truths of the faith are what unite us with believers across denominations, across cultural barriers, across language barriers. Like we all believe in the same risen son of God. And we believe that he's able to radically change our lives, like, and offer us eternal life. Like that's kind of crazy. And yet at the same time, we can be connected through those beliefs. And when we look back through the history of the church, we're connected to believers, historical believers, through those same just crazy of the faith. And so often everything gets just just distorted these days with our denominational fights and our church fights and our just expectations, like I said, and it's just super messy. So I think we just need to really like, what is church? (laughs) What is church? And what am I expecting from my church? And what Am I giving to my church? And I honestly have found more actual church experience as in like the body of Christ meeting together in small groups than I have in actual corporate buildings where we're just sitting there in a seat or a pew and listening to performance, listening to an oration by a speaker. Like actual life change happens in those intentional relationships within people. So that, that's like, what do we do? What do we do with the church? What do we... What do we do with this thing that we have right now? And it's funny because like part of me is like, well, we just do home church. But gosh, that gets really screwed up really fast, too, because I've seen so many little home churches that go on to be like these cults of personality around whatever it is. And, you know, they get really off track theologically quickly because there's no accountability. And although it could be good and there's probably are some good ones, like they scare me. I've seen some really wacky stuff go down in home churches. And so... Ah, like, what do we do? How do we make this work? How do we get back to what church is supposed to be? And then at the same time, you have people who are happily in their church culture, happily in their evangelical culture, who have never experienced any of this pain and brokenness. And they are condemning people who are frustrated with the church and who are speaking out against church. And they are saying things like, well, you know, you can't stop gathering together. The Bible says we have to gather together and there's all kinds of good things that happen too. You should just stop thinking about the bad things and good things happen within church. And it's almost like they're trying to defend this, this thing, this organization and not listening. And I hear this a lot on Facebook. I see people just reacting to this deconstruction movement that's happening, reacting to people who are actually like speaking out about what's happened in the church. It's broken and abusive and messy and wrong. And they react to that by saying, like, don't talk about that. Like, this is a good place. This is a beautiful thing. And and that's not healthy either. Like, if you've if you've never been like nearly destroyed by a church, <laughs> count yourself blessed. But you also have no idea what you're talking about because people who have been, like, we know. We know what we're talking about. And we're always gonna be probably a little bit 
on the cynical side and a little bit with our eyes open what going in like yeah we'll see we'll see if this is as good as you say it is but i'm gonna you know keep one foot over here where i feel safe and when we get judged and condemned for those kinds of actions instead of listened to and understood like that just makes us want to head for the door even more and i'm sure a lot of you get that i know a lot of you get that so what do we do what do we do well, I want to just speak quickly to something called spiritual bypassing. And I've mentioned this before in my podcasts, but spiritual bypassing is this idea that we use spiritual phrases um, to kind of avoid truth, avoid painful negative emotions or um, just actual situations that are happening. And here's a couple of examples. Like when someone dies and everyone's just quick to say like, oh, well, they're in a better place. Like that's spiritual bypassing. Like we're throwing a spiritual phrase in something that's really hard and hurtful. And it's okay to acknowledge the fact this is like sad and just distressing. And even like, why would God do this? And there's, it's okay, there's room for that. There's room for those emotions, but not within spiritual bypassing. Um, when you're in a disagreement and everyone's like, oh, let's just pray about it. Like praying is great if you're actually praying about something. But so often I'll pray for you or we'll pray about it. It's thrown around there in a spiritual bypassing kind of way. We'll just throw these phrases out there and we'll try to ignore everything. Um, when tragedies and troubles occur, people are like, oh, it's God, it's all, it's all part of God's plan. Like, good things work together for those who love God or, you know, whatever. Like, that's just throwing out a phrase that means nothing and doesn't actually deal with the situation. And this is what I see so often in people who are feeling threatened by people who are questioning and deconstructing and really just taking apart stuff. And they, that threatens their feeling of safety. And so they quickly want to say things like, well, we have to keep me and Taylor as God's family, or just don't talk about the bad things, like the sake of God's name. I mean, just stuff like that gets thrown out there, and, and you're not really listening. They're not really listening, and they're not really understanding, and I think it comes from a place of fear, honestly. I really do. The Christian evangelical bubble world is a great place, until it's not. Until it's not. Until you've been burned by it. Like, it's a great place to feel like, oh, I belong. Um, I'm safe here. This is wonderful. And then you don't. And then what? But guys, I look at this, at this mess that you can see right now, where people are just questioning and doubting and running away and turning away and all the kind of stuff. And I don't think this is bad. Like, I really think this is good. I think this is the Holy Spirit waking us up. Like, right now, it looks messy. But in the same way that if you're really going to deep clean a room, it gets really worse. Like, it looks a lot worse before it gets better. I think that's what we're seeing right now. Because I know there is more of us, you guys who are listening, me, friends I talk to on social media, friends in real life, who are just saying, okay, wait a minute, is this really all there is to this? Or is there more? We're recognizing the lies, recognizing things that we've added to it over the years, and we're just stepping back and we're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, there is more than this. There is more than this. So personally, how am I moving through this? How do I deal with the fact that <laughs> the corporate church is a broken mess? I mean, like it legit is. Like there's so much broken mess, broken mess. So much surrounding like power and popularity and money and fame and all of that. So how do I deal with that? And how do I move forward personally? I'm saying this about myself from this place of brokenness that I've seen and been and even still see, how, you know, what do I do? I don't think it's a good idea to just reject meeting together with Christians. I don't think it's a, a good idea to reject the church that we have. I mean, this is what we have right now. And yeah, it's not, it's not great. There's some things about it that are really just messy and broken. But for me personally, I cannot reject it completely. Like I still attend a church. And even though there's things about 
even my particular church that, that break my heart and that I'm concerned about, like I still do attend a church. I think that we have to have this paradox understanding of church. Like we have to recognize the beauty and the value of this community of believers at the same time as we go ahead and recognize the brokenness and the mess that happens. It's a paradox. It's this holding of two things in tension. And so I really appreciate um, Sarah Billups. I found her on Instagram. She's out in Seattle. And she, we don't agree on a whole lot of things, but we agree about Jesus. We agree about the church. And she really just talks about how like the need to just like restore from the inside, like just restore the church from the inside. How do we just be there and love Jesus and speak truth and like help people to see truth and just go ahead and live there in that kind of awkward place where we don't necessarily agree with everything, but at the same time, we're just staying there and staying the course and helping to revive from the inside. And I really, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate her thoughts. Now, that's not to say that you stay in an abusive situation or that you stay in a toxic situation or an unsafe or just an unhealthy situation. It is okay to leave a church. Like it is okay to leave a church. It is. It's okay to take a break from church. It really is. Sometimes we just need a break, fresh perspective, and then go back and try again. I mean, that's okay. We can give ourselves grace. We can move on with ne- when necessary. But I would still encourage you guys, like even if you're taking a break from church, just have a group of believers that you can talk to. Even if it's just one or two people that you can meet for coffee with and just talk about the things that you're learning and trying to figure out and growing. You know, listen to those podcasts and just really challenge yourself because it's so easy to just stop. And that doesn't get us closer to the real Jesus. So I don't have all the answers, guys, but I'm just saying, like, I think that we can, I think that we can restore this by the help of the Holy Spirit from the inside. Can we restore every church? No, no, we can't. But the church, the body of Jesus is being restored right now. And we can be a part of that. And we can jump on that and what he's doing and just join in and be a part of that. So I just want to encourage you guys, like, I hear you. I understand your pain. I understand the brokenness, but just, I want to encourage you not to give up. Take a break if you need to, but don't give up because the church, the body of Jesus is a beautiful, precious thing to God. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.